When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Mary Franklin, a GB Kinesiadam athlete. Yeah, I'm Joe Clark. I am the Olympic champion from Rio 2016. I'm Joe Fraser, Team GB gymnast. Hey, my name's Emma Wilson. Uh, I'm a windsurfer. Uh, I'm really happy to be selected for Team GB for Paris 2024. This is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast. We cover the games all the time rather than once every four years. I'm Michael. And I'm John. And as the countdown to Paris 2024 continues, one of the biggest Olympic and Paralympic events, Aquatics, is having its world championships. So coming up, we'll hear from the British divers and swimmers already bringing home the medal and booking their places at Paris 2024. Didn't necessarily believe they would actually happen for me, so I'm just dumbfounded. I can't believe it. <laughs> but honestly, just delighted. I mean, the strength of British diving at the moment is absolutely incredible. And talking of medals, Paris 2024 revealed theirs this week. We'll round up the rest of the news from the Games with more medals in judo and para table tennis and British cycling comes to the rescue of road cycling in Britain. So it's that time of year when I wonder which member of Team GB will let me have my (laughs) selfie wearing their medal. You can always stay in touch with us, see what we're about anytime. You can find us on social media. We're at anything but F on X. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. You can also find us on TikTok as well. And don't forget as well, check out our website, anythingbutfooty.com. Read all about us there. And coming up later this week, because I've just written it, uh, we have a new blog all about how many people are listening to the radio. So Ooh. that's something to look forward to. Anyway, let's move on with the podcast. And a place in Paris is very much the focus for Olympians and Paralympians in the coming weeks. In the last episode, we heard from the successful Team GB hockey stars. Now, the British swimming contingent are out in Doha for the 2024 World Aquatics Championships, focusing on quota places and medal winning performances. It really is a huge event. 2,600 athletes, 201 nations, 75 medals, six sports, 
It's a big marker, of course, on the road to Paris or the mm. path to Paris. Uh, and it's already proving to be successful uh, for British swimming and the Great Britain swimmers and divers. We'll start with Tom Daly. He's back in international competition alongside Dan Goodfellow. You might remember the pair of them won a bronze medal in Rio together, along with Andrea Spendolini Syriac, Scarlett Mugensen. They won the first World Championships gold for Britain in Doha on the opening day. It was the mixed team event. And it was also the first world title for British diving since Tom won his individual 10 metre title back in 2017. I was so nervous doing my first dive in international world for two and a half years. And it was on springboard doing a hurdle stand. Like I was so terrified, but it, was, it feels good to be back out there and competing again. And to do it alongside this team has just been yeah, amazing. I didn't quite expect that it was going to be, you know, a gold medal right out of the bat, but it's a good way to start competition. Amazing there, Michael, how said how nervous he was. And of course, it was his first international competition for Great Britain since Tokyo, when, of course, he also uh, won gold as well. Incredible stuff and great to have Tom and the team back. And history, too, for Grace Reed, whose final dive in the one metre springboard final secured a brilliant silver. In fact, from sixth to silver and the first individual women's medal ever won by a GB diver at a world championship. I mean, it feels a little bit surreal at the moment, um, but honestly, just delighted. I think it's been a bit of a battle the last couple of years, so to be holding this hardware is testament to the amount of work that I've had to put in and the team behind me, like Team Grace, I can't thank them enough. And after qualifying fifth for the final, European champion Ross Haslam matched Grace's medal-winning performance too in the men's one metre. He bagged a bronze, his first ever world medal. Honestly, I can't believe it. Um, I felt like I knew I was capable of doing it. just didn't necessarily believe that it would actually happen for me, so I'm just dumbfounded. I can't believe it, <laughs> honestly. How have you turned things around? I think, honestly, I just tried just to... I, I used to get so worried about competing so well and put so much pressure on myself in training, and I got to a point where I was thinking, I'm not even enjoying what I'm doing here, so... Just tried to start enjoying it again, and then with a bit of enjoyment, I started to feel things go, things move again, and I was like, okay, hold on, <laughs> maybe I'm not that bad at diving. <laughs> So looking really good already for British divers. There is more to come in the coming days. Make sure you check out our socials. Michael mentioned them earlier for all the details. But there's also been more medals over the weekend for British swimming, with Hector Pardew winning a brilliant bronze in the men's 10K open water or marathon swimming event in the Old Port in Doha. His third place and Toby Robinson's 15th was enough to book two places in Paris for Team GB as well. And a third spot was also secured in the women's 10K with Leah Crisp finishing 17th. Here's Hector. Yeah, the emotions were quite high. There was a lot of pressure on me going into this, which I've kind of like put on myself, like following the path of redemption for from Tokyo 2020 with the eye injury. Um, I kind of just wanted to secure the, the Olympic qualification and to come out with the medals even better. I think uh, I was feeling great throughout the whole race. Uh, last lap, just I made it happen, followed my tactics perfectly, my strategy. And uh, in, in Funchal in December, I just missed out on that podium by 0.2 of a second. And I wasn't going to let it happen this time. And I just managed to get my hand on the wall first. And yeah, that's 
fourth world medal for GBR and uh, puts us on the map in the open water world, so really happy. Hector Pardew speaking there to British Swimming. Interesting as well, you talk there about quota places being booked by British Swimming for Team GB. The gold medal that we mentioned, of course, for Tom Daly, Dan Goodfellow, Andrea Spendolini, Syriax and Scarlett Mugensen. We should, should probably reiterate that that mixed team event is not actually in the Olympics. So fantastic to be world champions, but... There's no guarantee, of course, um, that that medal will carry over to be another gold medal at the Olympics because it's just not an Olympic event. Back, though, with Olympic events, and Kate Shortman, Isabel Thorpe have qualified third for their duet technical final in one of my favourite sports, artistic swimming. The only British representatives in that discipline at these World Championships. Uh, that, of course, is another Olympic event. And the women's water polo team playing at the Worlds for the first time in 11 years. They lost their opening match to Italy, 22 10 but as john said so much to come in the next fortnight stay with our socials for more and make sure you keep an ear out as well if you're listening to the radio to talk sport uh, for updates just before i move on to the uh, paralympic swimming michael just to say the fact that grace reed came from sixth to silver ross haslam qualified fifth and won a bronze it also shows that these divers can perform on the day and when they need to, when that medal is in their grasp, and even when it's not, they can still perform a brilliant performance off the board to grab that medal. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And I think the other thing to say, um, as far as diving is concerned, is the breadth of contenders mm. that we've now got in this country as well. Because I think, you know, for so long, and, and quite rightly, we've always talked about Tom Daly. But you look at, you know, other world-class athletes on that program that, that could be amongst the medals. And these world championships already we've seen, and we'll see over the next coming days, how many other names we could be celebrating in mm. the summer. And Andrea Spendolini, Syriax, the likes of Grace Reed, Ross Haslam, and others uh, that we've still got to come as well. I think diving and, uh, of course, swimming that we know had a record meet in Tokyo, I think are going to be a real story in the first week of the Olympic Games in Paris. It will be, I think, where, where lots of the conversations as far as British athletes, Team GB, will be concerned. Now, it wasn't quite Doha, but Aberdeen uh, staged the City Para Swimming World Series. And there were some spectacular British para performances as well, which was great to see. William Ellard grabbed two of the titles in the 100 metre free and the 100 metre butterfly over the course of the five days. Megan Neve won her first ever World Series gold in the 100 metre backstroke. Gold two for Tony Shaw in the 400 metre free. Louise Finnis in the 200 metre free. And Faye Rogers on the final night in the 100-metre butterfly. It all started with Poppy Maskell winning the first British medal on day one in the 100-metre freestyle, which was a silver medal. So well done to all of them and all the other medalists as well who've been in action ahead of the Paris Paralympics this summer. Paris 2024 have revealed a surprise ticket release will be happening later on this week. Apart from the fact uh, they'd rather sport that surprise by telling us to tell you. Uh, but, you know... Kelsapries and all that. <laughs> all sports will be on offer this time from 10 o'clock on Thursday, the morning of the 8th of February, although some will be available in very limited numbers. To access the sale, you need to go to the ticket website. That's tickets.paris2024.org. And less than six months to go now before the Paris 2024 Olympics begin, French officials have said almost half a million tickets have been sold Whoa. to Brits. 
That is the second highest contingent after the French, of course. And it comes uh, as the same time as Paris 2024 will be unveiling their gold, silver and bronze medals for the Olympic Games again on the 8th of February. It's all happening. All those landmark moments. How heavy are the medals? Because obviously you've had a lot around your neck in previous games. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I will hope for, <laughs> hopefully be able to update you at some point at the end of July, uh, start of August, when some friendly member of Team GB says, would you uh, fancy a picture wearing it? I mean, I don't know if anyone has ever said the word yes quicker. <laughs> From the Summer Olympics to the Winter Youth Olympics and the best ever in Hangwon in South Korea. 14 days, 81 golds, 1,800 athletes, more than 270,000 spectators. The IOC, the International Olympic Committee, say it was the largest Winter Youth Olympic Games to date and a spectacular finish as well, with Britain once again winning curling gold on the final day. It was like Beijing 22. Uh, Kali Suter and Ethan Brewster, the new names, beating Denmark in the mixed doubles. So, uh, And that was obviously the second curling gold of those Winter Youth Olympics as well. And it all came after an incredible free dance routine from Ashley Slatter and Atalonge Perez, who earned Team GB a bronze in the ice dance as well towards the end of those Youth Olympics. It's Great Britain's first medal in figure skating at the Winter Youth Olympic Games and the first since a certain Torvald Dean in the 1990s at all in Olympic figure skating. So it's great to see these youngsters coming through and hopefully we'll be talking about them in years to come. So well done all at Team GB. Great job done, including Chef Demission, Eve Muirhead. Yeah, congratulations to that young team. And we should mention as well, because I know we're very hung up and talking about Paris inevitably because <laughs> of the Olympics and the Paralympics are this summer. But once that is out of the way, and it will be out of the way um, sooner than we know, then we are very much into the next sort of cycle towards the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Milan Cortina, of course, um, will be early 2026. So, you know, whereas you might think 2025 might be a bit of a fallow year as far as Olympic and Paralympic sports concerned, it won't be as far as our winter sports stars are concerned because we've got the likes of Lewis Gibson and, and Lila Fear in figure skating. Yep. We're expecting much more from our skeleton athletes this time around, of course. Uh, we know that bobsleigh is something that Great Britain have a great tradition in as well and then all the snow sports including some of the things like the freestyle snow sport and the big air and everything like that all those qualification places will be up in in 2025 we will be really building towards that winter olympics so you know next year i mean i don't want to wish 2024 away <laughs> but next year is another big year another big year as far as the olympics and the paralympics are concerned as part of that build up as i said to the next winter games they come thick and they come fast and it is anyway and it's effectively two years to go, isn't it? I yeah, mean, it's, Feb so. it's February 24. So, it, yeah, in two years' time, we'll be uh, right in the middle of, uh, of Winter Olympic fun. This is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast. Stay with us as we continue our countdown to Paris 2024. Still not tired of saying it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
This is anything but footy and we're counting down to the Olympic Games. It is Olympic year and we cannot wait. British Cycling have stepped in with plans to deliver two national tours. I don't think we can underestimate the importance mm. of what British Cycling have done here. They've basically saved the Tour of Britain for the women and the Tour of Britain for the men, both this year and beyond. And, you know, as someone that's covered a lot of road cycling, really enjoys, you know, watching road cycling as well, whether that's the, the Velta, the Giro, the, the Tour de France. But, you know, in this country, having always covered things like the Tour de Yorkshire and, and seen the Tour of Britain, as well i think this is an absolutely stellar move from british cycling to secure these events in the calendar those slots that were previously occupied by the women's tour and the men's tour of britain uh, will now stay on the calendar so so important i think and uh, congratulations to john dutton mm. relatively new yeah. at british cycling as as a ceo we know that he uh, was part of the team, led the team that delivered that very successful Rugby League World Cup. And he's continued delivering now uh, with British Cycling. And he said, while we don't underestimate the challenge in front of us, and it will be a challenge, we've been overwhelmed by the support we've received to date. We will continue to work hand in hand with our partners, the cycling community and businesses to create a sustainable future for our sport, extend our impact in communities and ensure that the success of our riders across the world is matched by a thriving and diverse portfolio of major events at home. A couple of other points just to raise on this. So important, I think, obviously, in terms of that production line of, of road cyclists, mm. you know, that we've seen in this country. We know the names, people like Chris Froome and Bradley Wiggins and Lizzie Dignan, who have won the tours and been world champions and, and others, of course, that we could mention, like Garrett Thomas and others. Um, but important as well, I think, with John Dutton's background is he knows how to deliver an event. Yes. And he has worked with the right people, as he says there, that the partners, whether that's in the media, whether that's commercial partners, whether that's the people that are know and are good at staging events. He's worked with those people at Rugby League. So, you know, I think this is a terrific appointment. I applaud everyone, everyone at British Cycling for, for, for getting these back on the calendar and securing them for the future. And I totally agree with what you just said, because you think about the World Championships that took place in Glasgow last year and the, and the delivery of that in August, uh, when we had every World Championship taking place. We talk about how big the World Aquatics Championships is, but those cycling championships were immense. Uh, you know, last summer, which I think was great to see. And I think also it's great to see a, a federation that's not just relying on somebody else putting it on. British Cycling is there to encourage people to get on a bike, whether that is down the street or, as you say, to win a gold medal. Um, but what they're doing is that they're saying, we can help. We can do this. And we need that inspiration. I think I think both Lizzie Dine and, and Tom Pidcock, who are Olympic medal winners, of course, have both said how important it is, like the Tour de Yorkshire was for them. Um, and, and the fact we don't have those events. And it felt like in this country, cycling was going to be a massive event. And these events would really capture the imagination, as I think Glasgow did last year for, for a lot of people in Scotland and beyond. But it felt like once the demise of the Tour de Yorkshire went away and, and other events kind of fell away, that we were losing our place, as you say, as a world leader. And I think it's great that it's not just British cycling sitting there going, well, 
we'll wait for UK Sport to uh, for, to bid for something. No, we're going to stage these events and we're going to try and make them as important, as you say, as, as some of the other big calendar events that we all know from around Europe. And that's just to say, it's not just road cycling. British Cycling are looking at a new multi-sport urban event, which would include the likes of BMX Freestyle, which, of course, we know we have a great heritage already in such a young sport in terms of the Olympics, thanks to Charlotte Worthington and Declan Brooks. And they'll also conduct a feasibility study on a new domestic track league concept as well around the Champions League that's been successful and staged in in London. We've got so many velodromes around this country that we should be using those, I think, more for these events. And also looking to try and secure the mountain bike and cyclocross UCI World Cup rounds as well, which would be great to see. So look, big plans, as Michael said, for British cycling and a big thumbs up from us. Yeah, credit to Ed Clancy, who's been uh, leading on a, a group that have been looking at the future of British cycling. And I think that's a really good idea, actually, um, about the domestic track league concept, because you've got the velodrome in Glasgow, the Chris Hoy velodrome. We yep. know there's one in, in Newport, yep. obviously Manchester, Derby, London. I mean, that, there's five that you could, you know, create something there mm. and, and it could be packaged up neatly for television. You know, one of the broadcasters could come forward and, and step in and, and put that on. And then you start then building that narrative, start telling those stories about those athletes, which is what we've always been about. So when it does come to a, a world championships or it does come to an Olympics or a Paralympic Games, we know who these people are. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the way to do it. So, as I said, right at the start, credit to, to British Cycling for, for really taking the initiative on this and, and leading with it. So well done. Uh, in other news from the Games, Lucy Renshaw has started the Olympic year with a bit of a bang, beating the top seed at the Portugal Judo Grand Prix, the first event on the 2024 World Tour. Renshaw got into the final to take on Katarina Hecker of Australia, and the 28-year-old won the gold when Hecker was awarded a third Shido. That means that uh, she stepped out of the contest area, uh, so she had to uh, basically step aside and let Lucy win the gold medal. Tokyo Olympic medalist Chelsea Giles uh, claimed silver on the opening day of the Paris Grand Slam. Giles, who was competing for the first time since taking a bronze at the Euros back in November, was seeded third. Uh, the Olympic champion, Distria Krasniki, uh, won the gold in the final. Mm, Michael has been saying for a very long time, watch out for British judo in Paris, and it is going to be spectacular. But there is a new name for you that we've now mentioned a couple of times already in 2024, ahead of the Paris Paralympics, and that is Megan Shackleton she's followed up her gold medal winning performance at the US Para Table Tennis Open by taking gold in the Brazilian Para Open in Sao Paulo. And she beat France's Flora Voltier in the final. And I tell you what, if you can beat France in anything this year, you will be doing very well because they will be investing in those Paris games like we did with London 2012. And former GB wheelchair rugby captain Chris Ryan, who swapped to table tennis, has reached his first final only 10 months after making his international debut. He won silver in the men's singles in Brazil and Ashley Facey also won bronze. Megan, Chris and Ashley all then went on to win doubles uh, with various partners from around the world at the weekend as well. So table tennis, the Paralympics, certainly add that to the watch list, Michael. Yeah, and I noticed uh, Will Bailey um, posting last week that he was coming off social media now to uh, focus 
on the games yep. this summer. So that's that's where uh, our elite athletes are as far as the, the Paralympics are concerned. Don't forget, you can always find anything but footy on socials. We're there on all the major platforms. You can read our latest blogs and our 2024 sporting calendar on our website, anythingbutfooty.com. And do stay with us as we count down here on one of the best five Olympic podcasts globally, as we've recently been awarded that accolade, as we count down to the Paris 2024 Olympic and Paralympic Games. Sports Social Podcast Network.